you know, getting out of cults is hard because people have so much shame and feel foolish and stupid when they realize they were in a sense tricked. They come to like the sources or people where they get their information so much. And then the social pressure or just the need for community can make anybody adjust their beliefs to try to fit in or to be a part of that group. And the bigger the group is, the easier that is to get sucked in like that. Welcome to this episode of The Shrinks After Hours. It's the last Tuesday of the month and Julie and I are hanging out and talking about things as we always do on the last Tuesday of the month that concern us, that we think about, and that we want to share with you. I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. And I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. Come on in. You know, Cindy, we keep coming up against the problem of conspiracy theories. So many people believe in them. And social media has made them more prevalent than ever. We need to understand them better, how they occur, why people believe in them, and what can be done. And fast. It's a huge problem. It is a huge problem, which is why that's our topic for today's Shrinks After Hours. I really hope we can shed some light. Yeah. Disinformation, alternative facts, aka lies, are spreading on an unprecedented scale. There's a wide range of seriously sometimes very deranged beliefs. And a lot of them have grown over the past few years, or at least they seem to. It seems like more now than ever. I agree. It's so frustrating. I mean, some of the things people believe, it's so foolish, outlandish. And, and they get in the way of having any kind of useful conversation. And some of the disinformation and lies that we've been seeing are actually a threat to democracy and peace in the streets. People believing, for example, that microchips that allow the government to track you are being implanted through COVID vaccines, that COVID-19 is a hoax, or that it was Antifa who staged the January 6th insurrection in the Capitol. Oh yeah, that's the really frustrating stuff. So frustrating. And it can be complicated by the fact that sometimes conspiracies do exist. And sometimes people have valid reasons to mistrust. For example, Black Americans are more cautious of the COVID vaccine safety because of the very bad history of mistreatment in medicine and healthcare. That's true. It makes it tricky to help people to do the right thing. I mean, how do you convince someone there's no microchip? Or more seriously, that this time, despite a past filled with deception, that the medical intervention is truly life-saving and good for the community. Yeah, and when people buy into these kind of conspiracy theories, how do you reach them? Well, clearly, you know, sometimes you can't. But I want to look at what makes people so susceptible. Most of us think it won't happen to us, but really it can happen to anyone. According to at least one poll, more than 40% of Americans believed some of the most far-fetched disinformation, such as that the election was rigged. The poll found that people who get most of their news secondhand from social media, like who don't do their own research, for example, or who get their news from conservative news outlets are more likely to buy into alternative facts. There are now also some of what they call disinformation super spreaders on social media, such as Parler and Telegram. 
Yeah, the term super spreader, which is usually about illness, you know, yeah. spreading illness, it kind of works. <laughs> yeah. It's a disinformation super spreader. Yeah, kind of like a bad virus. Believers draw you in slowly, planting seeds along the way for you to pick up and follow. It kind of draws you in with things that are pretty believable at first. And then step by step, if you believe this, you should believe that. If you believe that, then it makes sense that the next thing could be true. Usually there's some kind of psychological need that the person has that's getting filled, like needing to belong or feeling of being special or advanced understanding or knowledge about something others don't know about. So people can be more susceptible at certain times in their lives too. Like if they've gone through certain experiences, if they're lonely, fearful, if they really need support, you know, that's what makes people buy in. And then they have a built-in support group. For a lot of people getting involved with a group that has cult-like beliefs, it feels like at least you're a part of something bigger. There's camaraderie in that. And along with the righteousness, you can feel super important, like you're fighting the good fight. Sometimes people are looking for answers, like with religion. It can offer some of the same things too, like a sense of meaning and community, what's right, what's not, some guidelines to follow about how to live or how to deal after a really difficult life experience or just about life itself. So you start to Google around and end up going down some rabbit holes that can be hard to pull out of. And every click validates the last one, just like what you were saying. If you believe this, you believe that. Go on this, moves on to that. Right. I think it can feel exciting to put like disparate pieces together and feel like you've made sense of something or like, like you figured it out. And I agree, there's a religious tone to it sometimes. And some of the manipulators use religious icons or symbolism or values to really rope people in and further their cause. Spokespeople for these groups can be so convincing and sound so certain, like they really know what they're talking about. And they might also be backed up by something that seems legit. For example, Fox News plays over and over in the homes of many people who have some of the deepest conspiracy theories. And since it's a large TV network, which occasionally does offer some news, it can seem legitimate to people who don't look any further or who, when they do look, it's at something similar, like some shady publications or some half-baked politicians saying stuff. Right. If all you see is the same thing on repeat, you kind of start to believe it. I think a lot of these manipulators like many of the people on Fox News, they repeat the lies over and over until maybe even they believe them. Of course, yeah, some skepticism and mistrust is healthy, but sometimes if you have a doubt about something and read the wrong things or listen to the wrong people, it can really lead you into some dark spaces. Right, I do think one vulnerability especially is feeling very frustrated, stuck, angry, feeling like there's nowhere to direct all that negative attention. I think a lot of people feel that. Yes, and then they're susceptible to feeling empowered by finding out what they think is new information that other people don't know. So they feel like they've uncovered things that most people don't know. So then you feel smarter than them, more special than them. And a whole group of people might validate that point. Yeah, not just validate the point, but validate you if you believe then you're a member of the club. Yeah, and the leaders of these kinds of groups know how to suck people in, or maybe some of them are just natural at it. 
But the thing is, it then takes a whole lot of skill and understanding to get somebody back out of the hole. Yeah, that's what I think most people who try to avoid conspiracy theories want to know. And what you brought up earlier, how can we get through to someone who believes this stuff? What are we supposed to do? Well, it's really hard to talk to these people. That's why we've heard so much about families not even being able to talk to each other these days when there are mixed political beliefs, for example. But if you really want to change people, get them back from a deep hole, or at least get them thinking more sanely, you have to use a lot of constraint and self-control. Because if you tease them or try to like mock them or try to argue with them, they only start to feel defensive and believe that you're the one who doesn't get it, that they know better and that you're the defensive one. So then they just get stronger in their belief that they're right. And they believe you're the one taking information from the wrong sources and being duped. Oh, wow. So what you're saying is um, you can end up strengthening their attachment to the conspiracy theories and their protectiveness around it instead of shedding light on the truth. Well, that's frustrating. Right. So frustrating. I mean, you, ha you have to take a different tact with people. You have to show you care. After talking about other things that are meaningful to them, you know, carrying on with your relationship, whatever that is, other things in their life, you can gently bring stuff up or wait until they do. And then when something shady comes up, you can kind of gently question it or even suggest that you think they might be following a rabbit hole of disinformation. But also let them know you're not trying to turn them into something else or change them. You just want to make sure the information they have is accurate. It's a balancing act. It sounds like that. Um, what's challenging about it is that as soon as you question their sources, or actually anything, they can get defensive and, and they can feel like you're trying to discredit them, which, you know, in a way you are. I think it comes down to building trust, that you care about them no matter what they believe, and that has to be first. Yeah, I think you can always find some kind of common ground, even on some of the most wacky ideas. For example, you can agree that if the government was implanting microchips in all of us, that would be a horrible thing and we would never agree to it. And that it's sad that our government has been dishonest on so many things that it has eroded trust to such a point. Yeah. You know what I do? I usually jokingly point out how completely suffocatingly boring it would be for whoever was attending to those millions of microchips, you know, to learn that I did my laundry or I went to the supermarket. Sometimes joking helps people get a little perspective. No, no one actually cares what you're doing all day. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Maybe helping them look at an article about, like if we're talking about vaccines, for example, how vaccines are developed, the scientific method, the careful way that scientists work on such things, the oversight. Maybe you can offer to read their stuff if they'll read your stuff, you know, and then you can share stuff. But you also have to be careful not to go down the wrong rabbit hole and join them because you have to kind of, just like when you work with somebody, you know, schizophrenic, like you have to kind of join them and then work your way out with them. But you don't want to become it. <laughs> right. I like that. Of course, the person has to be willing to go there with you. You need a basis of caring before someone's going to do that. Yeah, we have to understand and also help them understand that it doesn't mean they're stupid. You know, getting out of cults is hard because people have so much shame and feel foolish and stupid when they realize they were, in a sense, tricked. 
they come to like the sources or people where they get their information so much. And then the social pressure or just the need for community can make anybody adjust their beliefs to try to fit in or to be a part of that group. And the bigger the group is, the easier that is to get sucked in like that. If there are more people around us believing the same thing, it's more convincing. True. And, and not only believing the same thing, but mentally inoculating members against reality. I think it's pretty intense. So that means we have to approach people with compassion. Otherwise, there's absolutely no chance that we can get through to them. For sure. Some of the cultish groups have pretty serious indoctrinations. Lately, I've watched a couple related documentaries, one on the Nexium cult and one about QAnon. They're never called a cult by the people in it. And the people who get sucked in don't think they're in one. It's a whole process of getting in. So it has to be a whole process of getting out. It'll take some time. And that's why it's important to maintain the relationship if possible to keep working on it. But with some of this stuff, it's understandable why a lot of us just don't want to or really can't persist in it. It can be painful, like when it's about racism or any kind of hating on people. That's different from someone believing the moon landing didn't happen. It's not as personal or painful. Absolutely true. You know, I, I do wonder why anyone would want to believe the moon landing didn't happen. Do they also think the new photos from Mars or from Hollywood? Why wouldn't they look into it more to learn? I, I actually think there's so much fear of the unknown. It's weirdly reassuring to some people to think it's all made up and social media's power is huge. It's just so easy to fall prey. Yeah, this was all hard enough without the level of social media and technology we have now. But now it's almost impossible to keep up with the amount of information and the different places it can come from. People also tend to seek out information that is agreeable with what they think and ignore information that isn't. And social media has that all figured out. So, you know, we get more information geared to the things we seem to like and we're reinforced by that in a really big way. Science can reduce this confirmation bias and people can, but don't always change beliefs in the face of evidence. Also, not everyone believes in science. Yeah, well, I agree that social media keeps catering to the things you like. It helps you go down that rabbit hole for sure. You know, not everyone believes in science. I grew up thinking that you could believe in religion, but that science was fact based on research. It could be adjusted when we have more information, but it's still fact. Not something you had to decide whether or not you believed in. Mm -hmm. But like I said, we need to approach people with compassion, not blame or superiority. Yes, we need to build people up and empower them instead of shaming. At the same time, though, it's important not to coddle to bigotry and the racism or any other negative hate that a lot of these groups hold on to. This can be very tricky. Not sure I could even pull these kinds of conversations off. I mean, the balancing act of letting them off with dignity, but not confronting some harder truths. I think it's really tricky. And, you know, a lot of these hate groups, the reason they succeed is because they they aim all the negative emotion outside the group so that the group itself is all, you know, camaraderie, supportive, blah, 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 but they hate outsiders. Look, it's really challenging. I think it's why people are moving farther and farther apart. It's really hard work. Mm -hmm. There is some information I saw that people with lower levels of education are more likely to believe conspiracy, but it's not because they're stupid. 
They can be very intelligent, but it's that they lack the tools for deeper understanding. I mean, how many of us have had at any point had to be told by a teacher or a professor that something we used as a reference is not a reliable source? I think that's super important. Our American education system needs plenty of updates about what's real American history and what's been whitewashed, Hmm. but we also need more teaching about how to evaluate and judge social media, people, resources. We need to be teaching kids to be savvy. People also like to feel safe and in control. If there's something we don't feel we have a lot of power in, it can help to have a conspiracy theory about it. At least it explains why we don't have the power and fighting against the conspiracy, resisting it, feels like some control. Yeah, feelings of helplessness can certainly drive people to conspiracy theories. I remember years ago reading about families having their members kidnapped out of cults to be deprogrammed. I don't think that's the popular method anymore. Sometimes the person has doubts in the back of their mind or begins to sense things and they seek out other people who they can feel comfortable asking questions to without judgment. It can be scary for them to to begin to question what they've been believing or the people that they now look up to. Oh, it is scary and maybe humiliating. Mm. I think first of all, that the conspiracy theory population has grown and it isn't the same as the way cults were in the past. I remember people being kidnapped out of cults and deprogrammed too. Mm. I think, you know, at the time in the past, those cults declared themselves, they lived apart, like away from society. But now something like QAnon, and yes, it has a name, but it's everywhere because of social media. You can't kidnap people out of their normal lives. That's against the law. (laughs) You're right. I mean, we have to hope that people will gradually come to realize that there's no value in what they're believing. When you believe crazy stuff, there's nothing constructive you can do with it. It's just destructive. That's a good point. Also, none of this might work. There's no need to sell yourself out, but if you have to have dinner with some people, maybe you wanna prioritize other things rather than focusing on getting them to change their wacky opinions. Sometimes the family relationship is more important because these types of beliefs most likely only change very slowly over time. So how hard you try to deal with someone's wacky ideas depend on what they are and how deeply you feel about them, like with racism or hating stuff. Trust and compassion can help a person feel like maybe they can open themselves up and be vulnerable with you when or if they become ready. What you just said is important though, Julie, public education and awareness campaigns can maybe help people from falling down these rabbit holes in the first place. Right. That's what we're trying to do here. (laughs) And hopefully our listeners can find ways to do that too and to support other people who do that. It's important to try to help people inoculate to understand psychological manipulation and for more people to understand how these tactics are used and how to work against them. Yeah, I think awareness is really a major step toward not being so vulnerable. And we need to help people through education just for that purpose. They need a better understanding of the scientific method too and not have to question it so much, but they need to like be taught to think analytically and critically and and to feel empowered to resist when something doesn't make sense. Just empowering people and helping them make their own decisions would be important. You can't just talk them out of things. You have to be more strategic than that and respect their need to work through it with their own dignity intact. True facts don't necessarily change opinions even when they're listed right next to the lies. 
Research with this shows that this can backfire because over time, you just end up remembering the why because it's like stands out in a kind of way, but you don't remember the context or what it stood out from. Wow, that is frustrating. Isn't that weird, yeah. Also, sometimes learning new information that goes against what we already believe, instead of making us change our mind, it makes us work harder to get that information to fit into the belief in some way or disbelieve the source. So then the belief gets strengthened instead of challenged. This is tough stuff. It's really hard. The way our minds work. Yeah. So if our listeners want to learn more, because you all know how important this issue is now and will continue to be, what are some things they can do? Well, there is a nonprofit called Antidote at antidote.ngo, and it actually runs Al-Anon-style recovery and support groups for people caught up in disinformation and also the people who care about them, their loved ones. Wow, that's great. Another that I saw is lifeafterhate.org. The website homepage says, it all starts with compassion. I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. This organization is founded by former extremists and is committed to helping people leave the violent far right to connect with humanity and lead compassionate lives. There's also a popular site on Reddit that I heard about at r slash change my view, where people actually go to like discuss their beliefs and challenge them and engage in healthy debate. And then there was this guy, Stephen Hassan, who wrote a book entitled The Cult of Trump. He did a lot of actually work on this and he helped launch the hashtag, I got out, hoping that destigmatizing getting into and then out of a disinformation cult might help people to get out. Wow. Well, those are all really great resources. But just remember everybody, humans are flawed. We all are. We need to hold on to our humility and compassion when we try to help others who have been led astray. It's the only way. It could be any one of us. Right. Thanks for listening today. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at shrinksonthird. Until next time, take care. Thank you.